We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. We tend to notice things when they happen a lot. They recur frequently. They're easier for us to remember. And then we also remember things when something happens and we contrast it to what is happening now. Both those phenomena are at work with Joe Biden's trip to Ukraine before he went to Poland and also with the East Palestine train derailment and what appears to me to be a an increase, (laughs) an extravagant increase in the number of these large industrial-type accidents. We had a huge blow-up yesterday uh, in and around Cleveland, uh, Bedford, Ohio, really, which it's outside the uh, downtown area of Cleveland. It's along uh, I-271, which is a massive outer belt around Cleveland. Uh, That explosion at a foundry, killed one person, and 13 were injured. The fire was crazy. Uh, Right now, um, crews are battling a huge industrial fire in Medley, Florida. Uh, I've seen at least three other large industrial accidents highlighted with video on social media in the last day. And it makes you wonder, are these things happening more? Are they being caused as opposed to just happening? Do they happen all the time and we don't hear about it because there's no one headline event like East Palestine to get our attention? I don't know what the answer is, but I know that it looks really bad when this is going on in East Palestine and our president is in Ukraine giving another half a billion dollars to the Ukrainians. Not just a half a billion, as we've already given hundreds of billions of dollars, but he's giving another $500 billion. That's half a trillion. And the people from East Palestine haven't seen the president, haven't seen the transportation secretary, and you never know what's going to make the difference in a campaign. For instance, when you hearken back to the Virginia gubernatorial race a year or so ago, Glenn Youngkin was behind in that race to the degree that he probably wasn't going to be able to make up the ground, that he trailed Terry McAuliffe, and they held a debate. And Terry McAuliffe was like a heavyweight boxer who was ahead on points, and it was the last round, last minute, last 30 seconds. All he had to do was not get knocked out. And then he knocked himself out (laughs) by saying, I don't think parents should be telling teachers what they should teach. Boom. The whole governor's race changed. Was this one of those moments? Last night on uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, excuse me, last night on Jesse Waters, when Jesse Waters was having trouble communicating with the mayor of East Palestine, Trent Conway, because, and I've had this happen to me, Trent Conway's earpiece didn't really fit in his ear. 
Like they have generic earpieces for people who are guests on national TV shows. And they hand you the earpiece. And sometimes your particular ear configuration just doesn't fit the piece. Your ear's too small. The piece is too big. Vice versa. I've been on a national show like that before. And the host is talking to you. He's sitting right next to you. You can't hear him. Well, Jesse Waters wasn't even sitting right next to Trent Conway. Jesse Waters is in New York City. Trent Conway's in East Palestine, Ohio. But fortunately, there was another guy sitting next to Trent Conway whose earpiece was functioning and hadn't fallen out. And so he could relay to Trent Conway, the mayor of East Palestine, what Jesse Waters was asking him. And what Jesse Waters was asking him was, how did it feel today when you woke up and you saw that Joe Biden was in Ukraine and he hasn't been to East Palestine yet? So you'll hear... Jesse kind of bring up this topic and you'll hear the other person say, I can relay the question. And then he relays the question. And then I wonder what Trent Conway said. Is that a one day statement? Or is it a statement that will linger into 2024 when Joe Biden runs for reelection? His message is he's going to keep boots on the ground. They're going to be here for the long haul. Uh, I'm so sorry. I got the wrong cut. That's the Trent Conway from yesterday. I do have it. I know I have it. I will find it. Anyway, what Trent Conway said was, it's a slap in the face. It's a total slap in the face that he doesn't care about us. He's over in Ukraine. It shows me what kind of a guy he is. Ouch. Is that true? Does it show us what kind of a guy Joe Biden is? You know, we've had the Ukraine war going on for almost a year. Friday's the anniversary, the one-year anniversary. And in the beginning, we talked about it a lot. Then kind of ceased to be relevant to our daily lives, right? We knew we were giving a lot of money to them. Meanwhile, here, our inflation rate was skyrocketing. That's a function of government spending a lot of money. They don't have to spend it here on bridges and roads and woke ideology. They can spend it anywhere. It's our money, wherever they spend it. Halfway across the world, it contributes to our inflation rate. But we lost a daily connection to the Ukraine war. Oh, occasionally there'd be stories, hey, hey, Ukraine's going to win. And then a week later, no, Russia's on the offensive and everything's pushed back. And it just felt like this is going to go on and it's never going to end. And so it kind of got old. It kind of got stale. But now that we have this situation in East Palestine, and Biden hasn't been there, and his transportation secretary hasn't been there. And I don't think they appear like they have any interest in going there. But Joe Biden goes to Ukraine, and he goes with a big fat check in his hand. It sort of draws a parallel between the two places. And for a president who is, well, let's review. He's supposed to be a union guy, right? Blue-collar workers, East Palestine area, used to be Democratic stronghold in Ohio. Not so much anymore because Democrats like Joe Biden have abandoned union workers. Oh, they still have a large share of union. They've got the teachers' unions in their back pocket. they got the service employees' unions. they got the electrical workers in their back pocket. they got a lot of union people in their back pocket. But, like, if you're in a place, and East Palestine is definitely such a place, where you used to have a really good union job, and then the steel mills went away. You tend to look at life through a little bit of a different prism. 
And all that loyalty that you've had to Democrats over the years doesn't mean as much to you anymore because you can't pay your bills because you don't have a job. And you're wanting the people who you voted for year after year after year after year to come to your aid. And they're not coming to your aid because the steel mills moved away. And they don't respond to your plea for help or economic redevelopment or whatever. And you got a half a trillion dollars to give to Ukraine? It just looks bad, okay? It looks bad. Now, I was watching Special Report last night, and Hugh Hewitt was on Special Report. Now, Hugh Hewitt is a national radio host here on Salem. And uh, I like Hugh. I think Hugh likes me. But this is what Hugh said last night to Brett Baer about Joe Biden's visit to Ukraine. Uh, I just about fell off my couch when he said it. I think it's the best day of a beleaguered presidency by a lot, Brett. I think it's a significant historical moment, and uh, all praise to the president for doing it. I was telling my radio audience this morning, I am reminded of not President Bush going to uh, uh, Iraq or President Obama making his trips or President Trump, but actually in 1940, FDR, who couldn't travel, sent Harry Hopkins in January of 41 to spend two weeks with Churchill in war-torn and bombed-out London. And at the end of it, Churchill told, or Hopkins told Churchill from the Book of Ruth, whither thou goest, I goest, and your people are my people. Churchill wept. So for the people of Ukraine, this could not have come at a better time, and it's got to be the greatest morale booster for them possible. So great thumbs up to the president for doing it today. Okay, I strongly disagree with that, okay? I just strongly disagree with that. And I'm trying to understand, and I do understand, the view that we need to back Ukraine because if we just let Russia steamroll them, that's eventually going to be bad for us. It feels to me a lot like World War II in the beginning when we didn't get involved and the whole Neville Chamberlain syndrome in Britain was, don't worry, Hitler won't get out of control. He won't dare bomb London. Well, we found out differently. So I get the whole, like, this madman's got to be stopped before he gets up too much momentum. I understand that. But I also understand optics. And I think that we all need to understand that at a time when we are really struggling economically, you want to make sure that you don't send the signal that the people in Ukraine and the border of Ukraine matter more to you as president than the people in America and the border of America mean to you here at home. The people of East Palestine need to know that their government cares about them. They need to know that they're not on the back page of the book of concerns of the Biden administration, but that they're on the front of the radar. And I think the optics of Biden's trip to Ukraine with a half-trillion-dollar check in hand sent the total wrong message yesterday, and to affirm it also sent the wrong message. Back on the Bruce Hooley Show. I apologize. Segment one, I teed up a comment from Mayor Trent Conway of East Palestine, Ohio, saying that he didn't really appreciate Joe Biden going to Ukraine with his check in hand. And I'm look, I was looking right at it, and I couldn't find it. So here it is, Jesse Waters to Trent Conway, Mayor of East Palestine. Then we'll get to your calls, 
Talk 989-844-TALK-989. Uh, the person next to the mayor has to relay the question because this guy's earpiece fell out. But, ooh, uh, he brought some harsh, harsh criticism of Joe Biden once he understood what Jesse Waters was asking him. Did that make you feel uh, slighted in any way? I mean, he hasn't really. Can he not hear me? I got well, straight. Me, he asked, me, to, uh, you know, before we go, I, I can repeat. He said with the president being in U Ukraine today. You know, did that surprise you? Absolutely. That was the biggest slap in the face. That tells you right now he doesn't care about us. So Agreed. Uh, he can send every agency he wants to. But uh, I found that out this morning in one of the briefings that he was in the Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there and not to us. And I'm furious. On so, President's Day in our yeah, country. Yeah, President's Day in our country. He's he's uh, over in Ukraine. So that tells you what kind of guy he is. Yeah, that's an interesting comment. How long will that have political shelf life? I don't know. The mainstream media won't underscore it. Oh, boy, they were having a field day with how heroic Joe Biden was yesterday. By the way, I told you yesterday those air raid sirens were complete, completely contrived and concocted. Uh, the rest of the uh, media world caught up to that, like, mate, little middle or late afternoon. <laughs> that was like a national thing yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty obvious. Like, here's how you know an air raid siren is phony. When it's blowing... And no one's running, it's probably not legit, right? And when the President of the United States is just doing the stiff-legged dementia walk with v Volodymyr Zelensky, who v Zelensky, of all people, ought to know what the danger is with an authentic air raid siren, right? Like, I figure he's over there dodging bombs all the time. That's the, that's the portrayal we get of the heroic Volodymyr Zelensky when he's not extorting us for more millions. If he's not running, it's probably okay, right? Okay, I digress. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Pete is next on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hello, Pete. Pete, are you with me? Go ahead, Pete. You're on the air. I am. Good. Can, can you hear me? I can, yes. Okay. I um, I just wanted to bring up that where is NATO? Where is Germany? Where is France? Where is Great Britain? Why is it always our money? that we have to provide, and especially in a case like this where he's given money to cover pensions and help their economy, where is NATO? Well, uh, here's the answer to that question. According to, again, I sound like Don Lemon here, according to Google, Google it. Uh, as of January 3rd, this is really interesting to me. As of January the 3rd, the United States had given to Ukraine 51 dollars billion dollars 51.3 billion uh and europe had given 37 billion now yesterday we announced 500 billion dollars 10 times more than we have given in essentially the last year uh the last the first 10 months you know all the time that we talked about this war what was the biden administration Fearful of escalating the war, right? Oh, they asked for uh, they asked for certain kinds of planes. No, can't give you planes. Sorry, we can't even give you our old planes that are out of service that are in Poland. Poland wants to give you our old planes, and we're not allowing Poland to give you our old planes because that would escalate things. Then they wanted tanks, and for the longest time we said no tanks because, as Joe Biden whispered, that'll start World War Three. Well, now we're going to give them the tanks, only we're going to slow walk the tanks so that we'll just keep the war going forever and ever and ever and ever. 
But it should actually be the reverse. NATO should be giving more money than us. Well, I mean, I mean it's, it's, their, it's, it's an imminent threat border. to them. Yeah, it's an imminent threat to right. them. So uh, that's, to me, just kind of how it always works out. And I don't like that it always works out that way, that we have to be not only the nation's, the world's policemen, but we have to be the world's, you know, um, bankroll and wallet. And so I would... Um, I would like to know how giving them $500 billion, 10 times more than we gave them the first 10 months of this conflict, is not escalating the war. That seems like a big escalation to me. So thank you for the call, Pete. I appreciate it very much. Um, Yeah. Now, here is Joe Biden enumerating yesterday uh, what he is ready to give the Ukrainians now. We've committed nearly 700 tanks and thousands of armored vehicles, 1,000 artillery systems, more than 2 million rounds of artillery ammunition, more than 50 advanced launch rocket systems, anti-ship and air defense systems, all defend you to defend Ukraine. And that doesn't count the other half a billion dollars we're going to be we're announcing with you today and tomorrow. That's going to be coming your way. And that's just the United States in this piece. But that's not escalating it. Don't worry. 700 tanks, 1,000 artillery, 2 million rounds, 50 advanced weapon systems. That's not escalating things. So now uh, China's getting involved, which it is a little bit, I'll just say interesting. That we are involved with Ukraine because we're on the right side of it, right? Because we can't move in on Ukraine. But China, China is like the uh, gossip at the school that tells you one thing to goad you into feeling a certain way about someone. And then goes and tells the other person how you reacted to what they said to you about them. China is now no doubt going to give Russia armaments and other things because China knows that Russia winning the Ukraine war is good for China because Russia and China both would like to take us out. They'll eventually have to deal with each other if Russia regains a lot of what it has already lost in Ukraine. But I'm not the least bit surprised that China is getting involved in this, which underscores the ineptitude of the Biden administration in that if you wanted to defeat Russia, the time to give the tanks, the time to give all these sophisticated weapons that you're now saying are coming would have been way back when this thing started. Or, I don't know what, six months ago, four months ago, I lost track when Ukraine was winning the war because this thing just ebbs and flows like, you know, water in a bowl when you tilt it one way or tilt it the other. 